you're an entrepreneur looking to grow your business, build your brand, and get yourself financially fit, then you are in the right place. Get ready to flex your marketing muscles and learn how to make sure every dollar spent on marketing fattens your bottom line. Welcome to the Marketing Strategy Show with your personal marketing trainer, Jesse Stoddard. As a U.S. Navy submariner, Jeff Barnes traveled the world underwater at extreme depths, running a nuclear power plant and sleeping with torpedoes while learning invaluable skills. His innate leadership ability and understanding of complex systems allowed him to run the largest division on his submarine and take charge of the ship's quality control program. Now, as a best-selling author and entrepreneur, Jeff Barnes is an expert at taking military concepts and applying them to grow your business. Okay, I have Jeff Barnes with the Submariner Business Consulting Group on the line. Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Awesome. So let's get right to it. I would love it if you could fill in the gaps of the introduction I gave for you by sharing your story. I call it the hero's journey because it usually includes some uh, hiccups and hurdles that you had to jump over and, and overcome. And so uh, if you could tell us more about you and, and where you came from and what your background is, that'd be great. Sure. Um, I'm going to go a ways back if that's okay with you. I'll be quick, but absolutely. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, my dad was self-employed and he actually ran this incredible business installing and refinishing hardwood floors and exotic things from all over the world and worked with high, high level clients, Hollywood celebrities, politicians in really high level um, settings in these businesses and people's homes. And I watched my dad working his butt off, honestly, like day in, day out, providing for his family. And unfortunately, he could never really scale the business and he had a lot of setbacks and things like that. And along the way, um, my brother and sister and I, we were kind of home alone a lot and you know, one of those latchkey kids. And I was the last one on the bus, you know, coming home from a baseball game or a football game because my parents couldn't be there. And I just remember, you know, I, I didn't think of it consciously at the time, but as I spent more time as an adult looking back on it, I think that's why... Um, when my dad was so busy working, that's, he's the reason I joined the Navy ultimately. My grandfather was in the military. So I saw how hard it was to run a business and how much effort he was putting in and how he still couldn't manage to scale the business, even though he was one of the best at what he did. And it, that's what led me down the path of joining the, the Navy and going onto the submarine force and becoming a nuclear trained machinist mate or mechanic and then getting my nuclear engineering degree and things like that because I just felt that was going to be a much easier way and path to go than running a small business because I saw how much, how hard it was for my dad. Well, fast forward a few years, I got out of the Navy, uh, met my wife and she's a chiropractor and I'm working with her on her business and helping her to grow into her, uh, her realm as a chiropractor and really grow her business. And I'm thinking, you know what? I need to do this myself. I had a job at the time and I was doing risk management and looking at businesses and helping them understand the risks inherent in theirs. I said, you know what, I need to start my own business. I, I really wanted to get into real estate investing and financial counseling and things like that. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and start that on the side. And in the process, we ended up having a couple of kids. My wife's working full time in her business. I still have my job and I'm trying to run my business. And then, you know, kind of the house of cards, everything ain't crumbling down one day when my son was about two and a half years old at the time, was just deathly ill. And I was just devastated because here I am, I have to talk with my boss, I have to talk with potential clients, I'm trying to set up my marketing funnels, I'm trying to set up my website, I'm answering questions for my wife, I'm, you know, I'm doing so many different things. And I felt miserable because I, I did probably one of the dumbest, worst parenting things you could do, which is I took my kid who was sick and I put him in front of the TV thinking the TV would solve his problems or at least 
uh, assuage him for a little while so that I could get my stuff done. And finally, he comes into the room, comes to the office here, and he's been crying, looks miserable. Why is a ghost? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? So I, I wrap up everything I'm doing, rush him down to the urgent care. They say, you know what? He's too dehydrated. We need to, you need to take him to the ER. I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe this. Like, that was, that was miserable for me, man. Um, yeah, I felt like the worst dad in the world. And it hit me while I'm in the ER that I was doing the exact same thing to my kids that kind of happened with my dad, right? He wasn't able to be there for us because he was running his business. And here I am in the ER now having that same uh, revelation. And I realized something had to give, right? I just need to figure this stuff out. My, my goal was always to be an entrepreneur, always to run my own company, to be the CEO of a big company at some point. And it just wasn't happening. And I, I sat back and I thought about it and I realized what was missing was the structure, the systems around the strategies that I needed to help me do more than one thing at a time without sucking up all of my time. And so since then, and that was a few years ago, since then I've just been on this journey of developing systems and figuring out ways and means to help grow a business using the right strategies and the right methods and the right systems. And since then we've had incredible success. So uh, my wife's practice has doubled for the last two years in a row on pace for her uh, within just a few years to be a seven figure practice, which is incredible in the, the chiropractic community for one. Um, I've also been able to help and mentor with a lot of different entrepreneurs in the high tech space, becoming a mentor for uh, companies like Plug and Play and Techstars and working with Fortune 500 companies as well, helping them develop the right technology systems and tools to grow their business. And of course, everybody has a, a little different um, problem they're trying to solve depending on where you are in your business. But because I've developed those principles and that foundation, you know, from my rock bottom, it's really helped me to help other companies and other entrepreneurs start to grow their business. That is fantastic. That's uh, that's quite a eye opener, right? When mm -hmm. when family gets hit, that's when you tend to get serious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what? And it, I, I really do believe, and I hate to interrupt, but I think that in anyone's journey, there's something that has to happen to them, and I call it the awakening. They have to have an awakening before they can finally start to realize their full potential. And for me, that was it. It was like looking in the mirror and kind of seeing my dad there and realizing that I was doing the same thing. That was my awakening moment. I was like, holy crap, I got to figure this out and move forward right, the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, and how did you end up with, you know, these systems and structures? Is, did the military have an impact on that? I mean, why is that such a focus for you? And how did that? Yeah, it's a huge focus. You can see right behind me, I have my military challenge coins and my, my dive helmet and my pirate ship. And of course, Mickey, the adventurer pirate. Um, <laughs> It, it plays a huge role in my life. And the irony is that when I was in the Navy and I was on the submarine, um, you know, I was in charge of the division. I was in charge of the engine room at one point. I was in charge of a lot of the quality assurance for our entire boat, which meant that I was deeply ingrained in the systems and the day-to-day -day making sure that every nut was tightened the right way, the right bolt was put in the right place, the right procedure was followed. And I was writing all these procedures. And it was drudgery and it was obnoxious and I couldn't stand a lot of it because I felt like I was just doing the same thing over and over again. But what happened was, and this is just you know, the law of repetition, right? As I was doing this more and more, I started to understand the principles that underlie systems and processes that were going into making the submarine run, right? And Working on the nuclear power plant, you have to do everything exactly right. Working on high pressure steam and 
high temperature steam and you know being submerged hundreds of feet under the water everything has to work perfectly so that you know the crew isn't in jeopardy so the mission isn't in jeopardy and things like that and i didn't really have an appreciation for that at the time but it wasn't until i got out and i started like i said in my job i was actually going out and i was essentially consulting with other businesses and i'm looking at how they're running their business i'm going this is I, it's horrendous. I can't, I can't understand how you're making a hundred million dollars a year when it doesn't even seem like, you know, where the front and the back door is to your own building. Like it was that bad when I got out. And that's when I finally had that realization that that systems development process that happens in the military, that's actually required for successful mission completion was really missing from, you know, the, the civilian world is what we call it, but any sort of, not just corporate America, but small businesses as well. And as a result, people are just like running around like a chicken with their head cut off and operating things by the seat of their pants and hoping that their businesses are going to grow when the exact opposite is true, right? We, we spend all this time being busy, but we're not really moving the needle anyway. So that's when I sat down and I said, okay, why is it common sense for me to look at this thing as a system, but it's not for everybody else? And so I went back to the military and you know, where I started developing these, these frameworks and these uh, processes that we used in the military and that is what kind of to bring it full fold or full circle is what brought me into this world of consulting on systems right now. And who are your marketing and business mentors? Cause I know you have to market your business and this is the marketing strategy show. So I like to talk about that side, but also business mentors. Sure. So you probably can't see all the titles of the books back here, but I have probably about 400 books between this and uh, PDFs and audiobooks on just marketing and sales. And it wasn't until I started, you know, I had that awakening that I realized that, man, I need to get serious about this, this marketing and sales stuff. Like, why am I the best kept secret out there? That's how I felt. You know, why is it that I know so much more about this, but I can't seem to sell a dang thing. And I studied Ogilvy. I studied Dan Kennedy is a big one. I mean, if you really want to break it down, GKIC or now the no BS inner circle, everything comes back to that. Like you essentially follow the breadcrumbs, right? I'd read a book, I'm enthralled by this book, and then I look at the resources and I see what this author recommends. So the first one, um, the first time this happened was I went to a real estate investing seminar by Ron Legrand, and Ron Legrand said, if you wanna make a million bucks, you listen to this guy, Dan Kennedy. Well, okay, that sounds like a great idea. So I listened to that one and I got hooked. So I've been on Planet Dan, as they call it, for about a dozen years now, give or take. Uh, Laurel Langmeyer was one of my coaches, who's also you know, a, a Dan disciple. And then I've um, had a lot of other great mentors along the way that are not necessarily marketing related, but, you know, they really help me understand the management and the leadership aspect. And of course, that, you know, marketing is part and parcel with all of that. And what is marketing to you? If somebody asked you what's marketing, do you have, what kind of working definition could you give for it? Sure. So marketing to me is grabbing the attention of a very specific segment of the population and then through the process of properly entertaining and educating them, you're making them aware of a problem because most people, you know, in reality, they, they don't necessarily know they have the problem that you can solve. So you have to kind of make them aware of the problem and a little bit of the aggravation method. You have to aggravate that problem. And then through the education process, show them how your product service or idea is the right solution for whatever their problem is. So it's really that grabbing their attention so they can understand the problem and then you solve it for them. 
I like it's a focus on problem solving too, right? Exactly. Exactly. And what, what do you think is the difference between marketing and sales? Sure. So I think that sales, when, when it comes down to it, sales is essentially just closing the deal on the transaction of, of the money. However, if you put that into a one-on-one context, like I do a lot of strategy sessions with potential clients and the marketing got them into that conversation with me where we're having this conversation about what's going on in their business, how can I help them and things like that. And the sales is that in that specific scenario anyway, solving their very specific questions about your product or your solution. Um, but at the end of it, you're, you're trying to just tr- make the transaction, close the sale, hand over the money and you give them the deliverable, whatever that is. Good. Yeah, I, I agree. I like your, uh, your take on it. How do you, how do you feel about marketing plans? Um, you find that your clients or businesses you work with have marketing plans or do they even have business plans for that matter? And do you think, do you think marketing plans are necessary? I just want your take on that. Sure. Um, you know, the short answer is absolutely necessary. The, the longer drawn out answer, and I'll just give you an, uh, an analogy or a story about this. When I first started in business and I first started creating my financial services company, my real estate investing company, I was engineering, left brain, total geek, right? So I went through and I wrote up this like 20 page long business plan. I used the software to help me create it. Then I went into Excel and I created all these beautiful spreadsheets and charts and graphs about how we were going to make money and all of that sort of stuff. And that was the business plan aspect of it. And out of all of that, we got zero dollars, right? So I spent all of this time going through it. However, you know, so the, the plan itself didn't come to fruition, but as they say, plans can be useless, but the act of planning is priceless. And that's exactly what I found out is that making those plans and thinking through the process was really important for me to figure out who I could help, how I could help them. What was the end goal? What was the vision? What was the solution we were going to provide and things like that? The same thing is true in marketing. Um, but I would say that the businesses who are more successful than others have a very definitive marketing plan and they have a system around that. So it's not just, I want to go ahead and put together a postcard next week because well, it's sunny out and I have a little bit extra time. Why not? You know, you really want to start to put together this definitive written down in concrete plan and then start acting on that because I'll use my, my wife's chiropractic office as an example. We are consistently hitting two to three new patients a day to the point where we've been turning patients away. And we have done that because of a very consistent, systematic, and reliable approach to getting new people coming in every single day. And we have been following that plan regularly. And that there's a lot of different things that go into that. And part of the systems that I talk about is not having to do the, um, you know, the traditional or what a lot of people might think of as marketing, right? Not, I can go into that if you want to. But a lot of people don't even plan out what they want to do or what their goal is. And this really is kind of the nail in the coffin for a lot of businesses. For example, if, if you know how much it costs to run your business, and most people do, okay, my payroll is this, my insurance is this, my taxes are this, my rent is this, so I have my overhead, this is my break even. Like that's a basic number that if you, if you don't know that, you need to. But almost every business owner knows that piece of it, right? Well, they don't reverse engineer, okay, how much, how many new people do I need to get in or how many people do I need to have coming back every month in order to make that break even, right? And if you don't do that analysis, then 
it means that you're not figuring out the right way to market to those people and you don't have a marketing plan in place to begin with. So you have to understand your numbers and you want to reverse engineer the numbers. So if you would want to have a profit of X, you need to know how many people you're going to need to get in and you need to know what kind of things you're going to need to put out in the marketplace to get them to come in. And if you're not doing any of that, then you're really just shooting in the dark blindfolded, right? And you're hoping that you're going to have business tomorrow. You're the first person to mention the value of going through the process, by the way. Oh, that's so, good. That's very interesting. That's good since I'm the process guy. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean the value, even if your plan doesn't come true, yeah. usually the debate is, you know, it's really important or it's not important, but no one's mentioned the fact that if you go through the process of making one, you become a stronger business person. You have to. I mean, I, I don't see how you can get into business without at least trying to think through the, the next 12 months. Right. Right. Um, the greatest people in business are thinking 20 to 100 years out or more. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to change the world that way. If you're not even thinking the next 12 months, then you're going to be in serious trouble if things change, if the market changes, if a competitor moves in, if legislation changes, you know, whatever the case might be. So you really want to think that out. And just by the act of going through and trying to envision what it'll look like in 12 months, you will dramatically shift the way that you're going to do business in general, let alone your marketing. Uh, in brief, what do you think it takes to create a, a great marketing strategy? I think what it really takes is a deep understanding of your clients, patients, customers, problems, and how you can solve them. Because a lot of people will say, I have widget X, my widget is better than their widget, and we sell it for a lot less. Well, so what? Who cares, right? Um, there are people that are going to say, okay, I shop only on price. And as a result, I will buy your thing because it's cheaper. But tomorrow Walmart has a cheaper version. Guess what? I'm going over there. Right. And if you don't think that, um, that the act of planning this whole thing out and understanding what your customer's core desires and needs are, then you're, you're mistaken. You're, you're not going to be in business forever because you need to understand what it is they want and they desire, not necessarily what they need. Right. And that's, that's where a lot of people I think get mixed up. You know, I, I heard it just today, actually. Well, everybody needs what I have. Well, everybody needs oxygen, too. They don't think about it until they're run out of it, right? So it's things like that. You need to actually think through what your customers want and their deepest desires are, and then focus on what you really are good at to solve that problem. Because I, I mean, I'll just tell you my personal experience I went and I tried creating a whole new business because I thought there'd be a great opportunity for me to solve problems. Turns out I was terrible at it and wasted a lot of money and a lot of time <laughs> that I'll never get back. And so the second part of that is not only do you have to understand what they want and they desire, but how can what you do and what you offer solve that problem? Yeah. So what are your best or maybe your favorite examples of great marketing strategies that either you've used for yourself or maybe you've helped a client use? Uh, examples are really good ones. Sure. Um, I'll use one that finally worked for me in my first business because, and I'm, I'm proud of it, not in the sense that it's revolutionary, but because it finally worked, right? <laughs> and I don't know how many clients you've had or um, yeah, if you've got any of your own personal experience with this, but you go out there and you try all these shiny objects that everybody talks about. Like, okay, you got to go out there and you got to do Facebook. And back then, you know, you couldn't even advertise on Facebook yet. So once that came around, everybody's got to advertise on Facebook and that took off if you had that in place. Or if you uh, go onto Twitter, okay, this is how you advertise on Twitter or LinkedIn. And then there's Periscope and there's all these online modes and methods. And then there's people talking about, okay, you got to do radio. You got to do 
uh, broadcast. You got to do uh, billboards. You have to do all these different things and think, that, oh my gosh, there's just so much crap going on. And of course, like the dumb entrepreneur I was, I tried everything. <laughs> Let's just try it. Let's just see what sticks, right? And that's a really expensive way to close your doors. <laughs> it's not a very profitable way to begin with. So that's why it comes back to the plan, right? So here's what I did. Uh, you can see right back here, I have my book um, for my last business, Self-Directed Company. And I said, all right, our goal here is to raise money from people, just normal people that have money sitting in a 401k account that they're losing money on. And they're tired of this because it's during the financial recession. And let's show them how to invest their money outside of Wall Street doing things differently. So I wrote a book. And then what I do is I go to networking events, which I actually hated doing. It wasn't really fun for me at all. I'm not the kind of guy that loves to go out and just talk about my stuff and hand out business cards. But I, I didn't have any money because I wasted on all those other shiny objects. So I went to these marketing events. I started collecting people's business cards. And I would tell them, hey, I have a book. I didn't bring all my copies with me. Is it okay if I just mail you a copy of the book? Is that fine? And of course, they'd say, yeah, sure. And you know, leave me alone, right? But what I started doing was I... I and like I said, I studied all this marketing stuff. I wrote a, I think it was a 14 page long form sales letter. And I would take that and I would put a personalized note in there. Hey, thanks. Uh, it was great meeting you at the event. Um, here's my book. And by the way, here's a letter. Go ahead and read this letter after you've had a chance to look at the book. And I tried to make it a very conversational tone, but I also told my story. I told stories about other people, other clients I'd worked with. I still told stories about my grandparents and how you know, their, you know, their money was gone due to healthcare issues and the government taking it, you know, kind of building that up using all the different things you could think of from marketing and sales and copywriting. And I put it in this letter and I mailed in the book. And so it cost me like $6 for me to send out to get the book and another $6 for me to mail it out. Plus however much it cost to print it. And these were 14 pages on legal pads, right? So it was a giant letter. When people would get this, it's like another book in and of itself, but that's what I did. And I had such tremendous success with that. It was unbelievable. I would send out a book, so it would cost me roughly $15 for every single one that I'd send out. And inside there, inside the, in, you know, it's all priority mail, so they get in a nice little box. When they get this, they get this giant letter, they're like, oh my gosh. And then they'd call me up, or they'd fax me an order form for a $2,500 product, right? So that worked out really well. And up until that point, I tried doing everything else under the sun the lead magnet, the free offers, the, we did podcasts for a little bit. We did everything else I could possibly think of. Nothing worked at all like that because of the thud value of having a book that would just land on their desk and they'd see it all the time. My face is right on there. Now that's not by accident at all. Then there's the story and there's the order form. There's the urgency and all this sort of stuff. And the lesson that I learned from that was a lesson that shouldn't have taken me very long to learn because it's been told to me by all the people that I've studied for for a long time, which is show up like no one else in a place where you can operate in a vacuum. And at the time, everybody's going online, right? They're going to Facebook, they're going to LinkedIn, they're doing their Google search, they're doing Yelp, they're doing whatever else it is they can do. And they're trying all these new fancy gadgets and tools and technology. And because I'm a technology guy, I was doing the same thing. But when I finally ran out of money and said, I can't do that anymore, I went to the old school method and it was no revelation to me that it was going to work. I think I was just trying to force everything else to work, but then it did and I was like, this is incredible. So that's what turned that ship around and that, that whole business around really was just doing that. Then we got better about you know finding lists and uh, getting people's names without me having to go to networking events, which was great. But 
it was the opportunity to do that. And then of course, speaking from the stage to do the exact same method, get a copy of my book and the sales letter came with it and that helped out a lot. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. I love yeah. the power of being direct, showing up like nobody else, uh, direct response, uh, direct mail. You've got a sales letter involved. There's a book involved. I love it, man. It's yeah. great. Um, okay. So what, let's talk about technology a little bit. You said you're a tech guy. So what yeah. are key technology tools that you recommend? Um, software, hardware, maybe even apps for the phone. What are things that you like and, and use in, in your, in your world? Man, I could go on for days about this. <laughs> um, I will tell you from a sales perspective and a consulting perspective, this zoom is perfect, right? You can get an HD camera, you put it up on top of there. I, I mean, gosh, man, I could tell you story after story about all the dumb things I've done because I was cheap and didn't have money at the time. I was like, I would go, <laughs> I borrowed a, a camera. It was an eight millimeter camera. And then I would take that and I'd find all the different wiring connections and we could actually wire it into my Apple and I could move it, you know, shoot videos on the eight millimeter and then put it onto iMovie, right? So I'd do everything as cheap as I possibly could um, so I could make the videos, right? And that was just the dumbest thing and it was waste, wasted so much time. So if there's anything I can tell anybody out there is um, one of my, my biggest philosophies and principles is do what you do best and let everybody else figure out the rest. Um, so technology, going back to that real fast. Zoom is great, video recording is great, things like this. Um, I work in the world of high tech and we're talking about AI and machine learning and predictive analytics and drones and all these different types of platforms that are out there. Um, from a marketing perspective, it's a multimedia approach. And I'll just give you another example right now. Uh, we're, we're about to launch a campaign where we're working with chiropractors. We're gonna show them how to double their business in the next 12 months, but they're not allowed to talk to me until they, they fill out a complete application. So it's gonna be the same approach. I'm gonna send them a long form sales letter inside of a bank bag, right? So using the 3D mail approach and work with uh, the folks over there with Travis Lee on that one. We're gonna send that out. We're going to give them the long form sales letter that's going to have either a QR code, a website, or a text response. So Twilio is the, the SMS response. They'll text to me, then they'll get a link, and that link is go to this page that you can schedule your appointment. They go onto the page, they find the appointment. So Calendly is the um, software I use. There's other ones out there, schedule ones and things like that. But it integrates directly with my work calendar, with my Gmail calendar. So they're not, I'm not going to get double bookings, which I hate. And once they do that, then there's a thing that says, you have to watch this video and you have to fill out this application. So I just use SurveyMonkey. Um, I've used other ones in the past, Typeform and different ones. It doesn't really matter which one you use because they all have logic. You have to pay for them, of course. But once you use the right type of logic in there and people are filling it out, they will automatically disqualify themselves if they don't meet my criteria. And of course, from there, they get directed into a funnel, into multiple different buckets. You know, if they don't qualify to talk with me, then they get sent over to XYZ area where they watch a video and maybe they get a training course from me. If they do qualify, then I'll approve the schedule. We'll get on and we'll talk about it. And then I'll do Zoom just like this and we'll close the sale. So it's a multi-step approach to getting those clients. And those are high dollar clients for me. What's the CRM that you're using then? So I use Infusion, I'm sorry, not Infusionsoft anymore. I use um, ClickFunnels with Actionetics. Oh, okay. And I just use the full suite of ClickFunnels. It makes it a lot easier. And we are, you know, at some point we'll probably transition back over to Infusionsoft and use that one because it will integrate with all those different things. But it was just so much easier when ClickFunnels had Actionetics and we we're building all of our pages in ClickFunnels. 
um, that was just a lot easier to integrate everything there. Got it. Got it. Cool. So uh, what about books? What marketing and business books do you recommend? I know you got a few of them behind you. So yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, anything by Dan Kennedy, honestly, if, if you don't understand marketing to begin with, if you don't understand how to get people to pay you for your products or services by sending them out some information without having to put giant billboards up and use the, the blimp advertising, then start with the ultimate marketing plan or no BS direct, re, direct marketing for non-direct marketing businesses, I think is the exact title of that one. Um, the ultimate sales letter is a great one as well that helps you figure that stuff out. Um, Ogilvy on advertising is a great one as well. And then from the business side, I mean, you can go on and on about these things, um, but I actually come back to more of a philosophical base. And this may sound a little bit out of place, but uh, Victor Frankel is an author that I absolutely love uh, reading, reading his work, reading about his life, his story. And it's just, a man's search for meaning. Is that one of it? Yep, that's the man's search for meaning. Exactly. I, that one uh, changed my life. That's an incredible book. And if you, I mean that absolutely, it's just amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah. it if you read that book and you still feel sorry for yourself, <laughs> then there's something wrong with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the way I look at it. Um, we are not in a non- Exactly. Not, we're not in a Nazi concentration camp right now, so it couldn't be that bad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, Napoleon Hill books. So everybody talks about Think and Grow Rich. That's a great one that started off. Um, Outwitting the Devil, to me, another incredible, very powerful one. And then the new one that was more recently released, actually it was first released in 1941, right before World War II, right before the bombing of Pearl Harbor. So everybody kind of forgot about it and transitioned their attention to World War II. Um, but it's Own Your Own Mind. And it's, a, it's, I think they just republished it last year in 2017. So you know, relatively new, but it's really powerful because it dives a lot more into the actual interview notes that he had with Andrew Carnegie. Interesting. Sounds good. Mm. So as we wrap up here, let's talk a little bit more specifically about your business. What's your unique selling proposition or position and what's a good, more importantly, who's a good referral for you? Sure. So what I do is I help entrepreneurial leaders develop formulaic systems to help them double their business in as little as 12 months. And we do that using a variety of different systems and strategies and coaching and consulting and helping them out. Um, my ideal client, you know, right now I'm focusing on chiropractors because my wife's one. I know the business inside and out, and they're under attack from every which angle you can possibly think of. And I think there's just so much value they can bring to the world. But that being said, I'm looking to work with entrepreneurial leaders, the people that actually want to scale their businesses. They're not okay with just you know, moving along at you know, low seven figures, high six figures. They want to actually grow their business, but they want to make a positive impact in the world. Those are the people I love working with um, because of my background, what I've done, I've worked in every industry you can possibly think of everything from power plants to rendering plants. And if you don't know what that is, don't Google it. Um, you know, dry cleaners and you know, schools and colleges and universities and any type of commercial business you can think of. But I really like working with the people who want to make a, a positive impact in the world. Awesome. Awesome. And how can people find out more about you and, and tell us about your, your book coming out and, and what else you got going on? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm done writing it. It's just being edited right now. It's called All Hands on Deck. And it's all about how you as the entrepreneur, the business owner, the leader can really 
motivate people to work with you and build that business that's going to make a positive impact. And it all uh, stems from stories of the Navy, and I think they're pretty funny stories. I put a lot of stuff into it, um, so it'll be entertaining as well, but really give some sound principles on how to operate a business the right way, in my opinion. So that's coming out here in the near future. And the best way to get in touch with me is just go to samarinerbusiness.com forward slash marketing show. We'll put a plug in for you there. So um, come through that way. So that's submariner, S-U-B-M-A-R-I-N-E-R, business.com forward slash marketing show. And that'll take you to the homepage, which will, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. The one that I'm really proud of right now, because we went back and redid it, is my top secret free report how to double your business in 12 months or less using U.S. Navy nuclear science. <laughs> I love that title. Wow. It makes me very curious. I want yeah. that. <laughs> I'll have to send it over you can check it out. It's, it, and, it's a and, lot of fun too. And you can tell us and you don't have to kill us. I don't. You know what? I, I actually put in there that um, it is confidential to a certain extent, but I took out all the meanings of the variables, so I'm not going to relay any top secret <laughs> confidential information. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Jeff. Yep. Hey, uh, who else uh, should I interview for the marketing strategy show? Oh, uh, well, you know, so Seth Green is, he's, he's another one of those, uh, you know, Dan Kennedy f folks that really focuses on marketing. My mentor, Laurel Langmire, um, you know, she's, built an incredible eight figure business, maybe even into the nine figures now using a lot of these different marketing strategies that we've talked about. And, you know, speaking from stage, uh, the folks at speaking empire, Dave Van Hoos is a, another great one, I think. Awesome. Um, thank you again. This has been really good, informative. You have excellent, um, information and insights. And is there any last words or anything you want to leave us with here? You know, I would just go back to Jesse that if people don't have, a marketing plan in place, then it's that same old cliche, which is if you, if, you, um, if, you, if you don't plan, you plan to fail, right? If you don't, so you need to actually go back and look at what you're trying to do and how you're getting customers in and then be smart about it. Like, look at the numbers. <laughs> if you're spending $5,000 on Facebook advertising every month and you don't know what you're getting from that, then maybe stop and see how that changes your business. <laughs> if you know it's not profitable, maybe stop and figure something else out or build out a better value ladder so that becomes profitable. So those would be the little tidbits I'd give. Thanks, Jeff. That was great. Absolutely, Jesse. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for the Marketing Strategy Show with your personal marketing trainer, Jesse Stoddard. He can't do the push-ups for you, but he can help you stay accountable to your marketing goals. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, and let others know that you love the show so that they can love it too.